Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Full Life. Have we got a show for you today? We are going to be talking about the Holy Spirit and how we can hear him and the craziness of everything that's going on. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm praying for. So I hope you're ready today to learn, to listen, to have some fun, to laugh. And we're going to worship. But most of all, we're just going to get to be together. So welcome to The Full Life. Twelve gates to a city, a city called glory, a city where we'll weep and fade no more. We'll talk with the Father, the Spirit, and the Son. city called heaven, a city in the sky where we'll reign forevermore. We'll dance with the angels and sing in the spirit. We'll give God all the praise. Wow. Thank you, Eddie. That was Eddie Griego getting us in the spirit to talk about our topic today, leaning on the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Well, what does that mean? You know, for those of maybe those unbelievers that happen to be finding us on Facebook or elsewhere, you know, what does that mean? And does that mean we go around talking to ourselves in a room? You know, we need, I think we should discuss that and really kind of parse out and, and really talk about what it means to be led and guided by this Holy Spirit. And who is this Holy Spirit? So I want to welcome a guest today to join us. Luke Evans is the Associate Pastor and Director of Student Ministries at New Life Church in Trumbull, Connecticut for almost 11 years. He has a master's in Christian ministries from the Assemblies of God Theological Seminary, and he's married to his wife, Summer, and has two children, Brody and Harper. Welcome, Luke Evans. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. We're happy to have you. So let's get into it. What? Who is this Holy Spirit? What is the nature of the Holy Spirit? Uh, Luke, let's start with you. I think that the Holy Spirit is um, something that as Christians, I think we we throw it around a lot. Like you mentioned earlier, you know, we, we talk all the time, but the Holy Spirit led me, the Holy Spirit this. And, and uh, I, I think that that is, is right, but I think sometimes we make it more complex than it needs to be. I think that the Holy Spirit, you know, Jesus told us that he gave us his Holy Spirit to help guide us and lead us, direct us and uh, you know, speak to us, bring peace when we need it, and all these different things. And and I think that um, it, it's something that I know in my life, if if I've been willing, which at times you know we're not, uh, if we're willing to listen, the Holy Spirit will guide and lead and direct us. And uh, and I think that's what uh, what it, what it's been for me. Jenny, how would you describe the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, for me, it's interesting growing up in a very spirit filled church, a charismatic church. 
uh, were actually the church that the term charismatic was coined, the phrase was coined in that church. Um, and so, you know, I was always raised around the Holy Spirit, the moving of the Spirit, and, and, I, and I felt the moving of the Spirit. I experienced the moving of the Spirit, and yet I still didn't know that even being in it, I could identify it until much later in life. But, you know, I was reading something. If I'd like to read it to you guys. May I put my glasses on for a moment and read? Yes, you may. <laughs> John chapter 14, verse 19 through 21 says, A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. And at that day, you will know that I'm in my Father and you in me and I in you. Remember, at that day. At that day, you will know that I'm in my father uh, and you and me and I and you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and I will manifest myself in him. The word manifest means to cause myself or cause to shine in. What he's saying is, is he's saying basically, I'm going to go away the way you see me. But at that day, there's a day that's coming that I'm going to come to you and I'm going to shine inside of you. Now, what day does that sound like? The day of Pentecost, mm -hmm. when the first believers were filled with the Holy Spirit. So in simplicity, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of Jesus Christ. Hmm. That is why they were able to speak with new tongues. That is why they were able to speak as the Lord gave them revelation, because the very word, according to John chapter one, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The word was living inside of them. So when we accept the Holy Spirit, it's not for a bunch of warm fuzzies. And so we can run in a room and so we can have, you know, goosebumps, which can be wonderful uh, experiences, manifestations of, of the, the, uh, the presence of God, of the, the spirit of God. But it's really for his word to live inside of us which is why that oftentimes you know the the evidence of it is the speaking in tongues which seems so weird to people but it's simply if jesus is the word and jesus is not limited to a language if he's inside of you the word almost explodes inside of you and anything can come out with you know with christ so really in in a nutshell the holy spirit is the spirit of jesus christ i want to give you one more verse on that if i can and that is um the Lord is the spirit. Uh, no, no, that's not the one. Nope. I don't remember where, which one I wanted to read to you guys. Uh, after they prayed, the place was filled where the, where the meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God boldly. And, and they all spoke, that's Acts chapter four. They all spoke the word of God boldly. And I did want to read this one to you before. Second Corinthians three seventeen. Now the yeah. Lord is the spirit. Yeah. So in simplicity, go. the Lord yeah. God yeah. is yeah the spirit yeah. so so everyone you know talks about you know oh it's this separate entity and he is but we we cannot separate him from being the That's very right. spirit of the living god so it is god's spirit dwelling in us right. Woo, sister <laughs> she gets to going and i don't want her to stop i love it <laughs> you know and, and when jesus he said i'm gonna go but I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit yeah. to be your comforter. Yeah. And I love it. You know, I looked it up in the Greek and you know what it says? It said it's one called alongside to help. Yeah. And I love it. To me, that is the best way because he said, my sheep know my voice and strangers they will not follow. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is that guidance that comes along. And I hear people say all the time, you know, the Holy Spirit is speaking to me or she's speaking... But the thing is, is it's speaking, but it's not in that audible voice, right? It's something, but you hear it inside your heart. Like when you're praying and you're asking, I don't know about you all, but how many times you've said, God, I need guidance. What do I do right here? And it's right. that Holy Spirit that comes alongside yeah. of us that it's that little sinful, 
uh, simple nudge or that it's it's a still quiet voice. It's not always this loud, boisterous. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, but yes. it's that small voice that it just, it will just quiet our spirit down. It's speaking so loud. Yeah. And and, and thank you for saying that because I'm really, that that's kind of where I'm going with this discussion is yeah. I understand what that nudge feels like and I understand what that can do, how you can be directed by that. But how do you kind of nurture that sensitivity to the nudging? Is, is it a conscience? Is it, you know, how would we describe, how would we describe what that nudging feels like and how you become sensitive to that nudging? It's Carolyn. Well, okay, because well, you know me, I'm the one that's always seems like I'm always the one crying out for Jesus. <laughs> that seems to be my thing. You know, at the beginning of this year, I woke up in the middle of the night and I wish I had time to read it because I felt the Holy Spirit prompting me in my spirit to write something. And I was like, really? It's four o'clock in the morning. I'd like to sleep. And if I get woke up, I'm not going to go back to sleep. You know, I want to argue. And I heard him say in my heart, he's like, if you don't write it, it's not going to be there in the morning. And the whole thing, and maybe I'll give it to you later and we can post it up for somebody. But it's all about be still and know that I am God. Yes. And it was just talking about, I felt like he was saying, we live in such a day and age that everything's about being busy. And it's about my works and what I do. And I, I think it's all about me. Like, uh, and it's not about me at all. It's about me learning to get quiet before the Lord and just say, God, I mean, sometimes it's in that worship. Like you had, I love that you started off the show with worship because it's learning just to quiet ourselves down and turn on some worship music, get yeah. on our knees. You know, I, you go into the, what was it? Elijah. Yep. You know, here I was just about goes. to say it. Yeah, he was looking for him in the big yeah. winds and he was looking for him in the earthquakes and he wasn't there, the Bible says, but there he was in the still, still small. small voice, right? And we've got to learn to quiet ourselves down and it's yeah. hard because we're so full of anxiousness. You know what I'm saying? I know yeah. there's people watching right now that you're full of that fear and it's so easy to think that it's something I've got to do and God's saying, shh. Yeah. Yeah. Be still and know that I am in control. I've got you. Look back at your past. Have I ever failed you? You've got a track record with God. Yeah. It's never everything that you feared. And yet you are still here. God has yeah. already proven to you. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He changeth not. It's just, we've got to learn to get quiet and go, God, I'm not moving until I hear you. Amen. And that's I, the hard part, right, Jenny? I, I believe that's what this season has been about. And I've taught yeah. that, for, you know, at, at, in our church. I've been teaching yes. that. I've said from the very beginning, I've said it on this program. I don't believe that this season, as some people have said, you know, is just a punishment to the church or or necessarily people, have, not punishment, but people have been like, oh, the enemy's trying to take the church down, you know. And I've shared with you from the very beginning of coronavirus that, the first week we all went to lockdown, the tour portions were about a Sabbath rest. And then when the, uh, the, the weeks later, when it was continued, it was about the Sabbath year. And I truly believe, and I've said this before, you've heard me say it, but I'm going to repeat it, that God wants us to get quiet in the season. So we're prepared for the next season. We have been running and running. We have no idea how to have a Sabbath because we're just so, oh, grace, grace, grace. We don't need a Sabbath without recognizing that Sabbath was a gift for us to quiet our spirit down 
so we can hear the spirit that's dwelling inside of us. We get so busy and then we get so tired. I just finished this entire series about six weeks series on awakening and how, you know, we part of the problem uh, with us staying awake is that we're so tired that we want to fall asleep because we're running, running, running. And Carolyn, I had a similar experience to you, but I didn't obey it. And I regret it to this day. Oh, about 10 years ago, I was in bed and I heard, get up. I want to, I want to tell you something. I want to tell mm. you something. And I heard it again. Get up. I want to tell you something. And I remember I was so tired. My boys were little. We were working at a church where we were, you know, those 60 hour weeks where you're just going crazy, working a yeah. lot. We were traveling, uh, you know, as well a lot. And I was just so tired. I said, I can't, I'm so tired. Just tell me in the morning. I, I told him just like you did. And Carolyn, it wasn't there in the morning. And to this no. day, I've gone, tell me, tell me, I'm ready. I'm ready. And God I know. said, I had the time to tell you. I wasn't listening. And so we're so busy. And I see so many pastors in this season that are fighting to get out of this season that are just, oh, they're not going to stop us. We're going to march and we're going to maybe, just maybe. The spirit wants us to get quiet to hear what he is saying so we know what's about to happen so we are tapped into what's about to transpire we're hearing about this great outpouring of the holy spirit perhaps it's those that are really in tune that are truly listening that are going to be prepared in this next season for what he's about to do you know we see a common theme throughout scripture of men and women who are called by god to do something and then they go and do it they don't just stand there and say okay god go ahead like i'm a puppet just do what you will they go and they do it and i think i think that's the key for me with when it comes to the holy spirit is obviously first discerning his voice but once you do then taking action on top of that because you know that's what god god's called us to do in the long run is not just sit back and you know like jenny is saying um I agree with her in the sense that, you know, this whole coronavirus thing, I've seen a lot of pastors and rightfully so, because some of them are really struggling financially and stuff like that. I get all that. But for those who aren't, I've seen a lot of pastors who, you know, are, are pushing for this to end. And, and listen, I believe me, I want it to end too. Um, but in God's time. And I, and I think that God is and has been preparing us for something greater and, you know, the thing that I've taken from this whole season has been a lot of Christians nowadays don't know how to feed themselves. Exactly. They, Bingo. They, right they, there. They rely on the church and they rely on their pastors or their leaders for to be fed every week. And what coronavirus did, at least for the first few months, and is still doing in some states that are, you know, still completely shut down, is is it's shown people, hey, your faith was kind of shallow. Like your your, you know, your walk was you, you need to build on this. And I think that's the Holy Spirit telling Christians, hey, you need to get in God's word. You need to pray more. You yes. need to worship more. You need to do these things on your own so that when the time comes months from now, a year from now, weeks from now, whatever, when the time comes, you're ready and you're prepared for it. And I think that I think that's the whole the whole key to the whole thing when it comes to the Holy Spirit is just being able to listen for when the time happens and and take advantage of it. But I think that listening comes from the closer we are to God, the more likely we are to hear his voice speaking to us and his will kind of showing itself to us um, in, in whatever way he sees fit. But in order to hear that, I think we got to get as close to God as possible. And I think that through this season, a lot of Christians have kind of looked in the mirror and said, man, I, maybe I, I didn't have the relationship with God that I thought that I did. And, and I think that that 
is developing stronger Christians. And I think in the long run, it's going to benefit the church, not hurt it. Well, even with worship, you know, I've, I've had so many people gotten, you know, obviously being a worship leader and Carolyn, you get this as well. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when they were saying, you know, we couldn't sing, uh, at least in California and people were freaking out about it, but there was a scripture and I don't remember what it is. I think it's in Psalms. It's one of the last Psalms that says, cry aloud, sing a song to the Lord from your beds. Worship him from wow. your bed. Like if we can't sit on our bed and worship him, if we can't sit in our living room and truly worship him, I love corporate worship. Do not get me wrong. Right, Joseph right. knows. I mean, that is that is my that was my mm -hmm. thing for years. But even I had to be able to say, can I just sit alone by myself and worship? And that's so good. You guys are both getting me so excited because Luke, it, when you said that, it hit my spirit so hard because the Bible said David encouraged himself yes. in the Lord. Yep. And I, and I have to tell you, I think the biggest thing that God is speaking in my heart right now is that, you know, the Bible says in the last days, everyone that cries out, Lord, Lord, doesn't mean they know him. And I, I think that we as Christians, we what Jenny just said, we've been eating so much off of everybody else's food that we haven't made our own plate and got in the word for ourselves. So when somebody speaks something that we go, hold on a second, let me find that in the word. In the, word. The, one, the one thing about the Holy Spirit is it's unwavering truth. The Holy Spirit always speaks truth. And, and, and the Bible says that it's come to be a sword. Now, what I love about it, it's also the oil. Mm -hmm. So the same sword that's cutting is also healing. It's to purify us. But if we're not willing to get quiet, and that was a thing that God spoke to me. I, he said he challenged. I, I'm just reading what I've got here. He says, I challenge you to the quiet. He says, I challenge you to the still small voice. And then he reminded me about Elijah. But then he took me to a thing that he, this man, it was this Jewish guy. It was beautiful, challenged to eight hours of silence. And I thought, Lord, me, I, 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 I don't know how to be silent like that. And this guy said his first four or five hours were so hard because he kept thinking of everything he needed to do, everything that needed to be done. And, yeah. you know. But he said, all of a sudden, after about the fifth hour, everything just began to go, okay, it's what it is. Yeah. And then he, because he said, then the spirit was able, it's really us learning how to discipline ourselves. It's like you were talking about Jenny to shut the noise out, to even learn how to recognize the voice of God, because he's speaking. How do you know it's the Holy spirit? How, you know, for those that are, would love to really get, get into that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit, how do you know when you feel something that it is the Holy Spirit? I'm a firm believer that God is a God of common sense. You know, mm -hmm. we see him, we see him do, you know, incredible miracles and all this, but those are, you know, few and far between, if you will, in, in the, in the word, a lot of what the Bible's based on is just common sense of people taking the next logical step, like, you know. The sea, the Red Sea parts. Oh my gosh, a miracle! Well, what's next? Take the step, like just go. Like it's it's time, you know. And I I think that for me and the way that I've tried to communicate with people and help people see the the Holy Spirit in that way is, you know, what what's God trying to show you 
that makes sense. You know, the Holy Spirit's not the author of confusion. We know that the word says that. And so, you know, I see people sometimes who make decisions and you look at it and you're like, wait, you're, you're moving there, but you don't have a church or you're, you're dating that person and they're not a Christian or, you know, all these different examples that we use in church all the time um, of people who think that, oh, the Holy Spirit told me that, but it's like, was it the Holy Spirit or was it just you telling you that? And so I think that we can, discern the, the voice of the Holy Spirit when the decision and the thing that comes next makes sense according to God's word. And I, mm -hmm. and I think that that is where, like I said before, mm -hmm. I think that we're able to hear and discern the Holy Spirit better, the closer we are to God. So the more we're in his word, the yep. more that we talk to him, the more we communicate with him, the more we worship, the more we go to church, the more we do the things that he's commanded us to do, I think the more likely it is that we are going to hear it. You know, we, I'm sure we've all sat with people in our offices and tried to counsel them who have been away for God for years. And they're like, I just want God to tell me what to do. It's like, God's not going to tell you what to do. I haven't talked to him in 10 years. You know what I mean? So I, I think that we, I think that we as Christians, when we begin to put God back in his rightful place, which should be first instead of our job or this or that, or all these other things, when we put God first and we truly consume make our lives consumed with him and with his word and with our relationship with him i think that it's more likely that we can see the working of the holy spirit uh you know more clearly and then be able to discern from there i appreciate what you're saying luke because this week i was having my quiet time and you know we're so busy we we talk about the grace of god and and i do believe in the grace of god what he did on the cross is so beautiful and um but he told me this week in my heart he said carolyn you you're so busy talking about me as the friend that you've taken me off the throne mm -hmm. and he said i'm asking you to put me back up on that throne that i am still holy i want you to still be in all of me and um it was humbling for me this week that I had in my time, I just begin to put him back up and say, God, you're worthy. And sometimes in my time, like I journal, I don't know how you guys do it, but I love to journal in the mornings. I get quiet and sometimes it's different. Sometimes I start off with worship. Sometimes I just get quiet. I'll lay on the floor and just uh, pray. Sometimes I'll start off in my journal, just everything I'm thankful for. I try to write down five new things every day that I'm thankful and grateful for. And then sometimes I'll write down my list of things I'm praying for. And then sometimes I'll say, God, what do you want to say back to me? And that's when I just get quiet. And I just say, I mean, and I know it sounds, it sounds so simple. And maybe I'm just a simple girl, guys. That's all I am. But I'll just hear Jesus say sometimes, I love you. I'm dancing over you. There's somebody out there today that you just need to hear God tell you that he loves you today, that you just, he feels so far away. And that's what I just feel like this, this time is just get quiet and just say, God, how do you feel about me? Tell me how you feel about me. And, um, you know, I'll just sit and I'll just write it down. What I feel in my spirit, he's saying, and you know, it's only for me. It might seem crazy to you, but I really don't care what you think anymore. Guys, this is survival. This is survival for our spirits, for our mind to encourage ourselves and the Lord to keep our armor on. I mean, we're battling. I don't know about you, but there is some crazy spirits that we're all feeling the heaviness. If we aren't getting our quiet time, 
How are we going to walk out there without our armor on and think we're going to fight um, in this time? Uh, Jenny, how do you know it's the Holy Spirit? As you'll see here, I did change locations. Um, you, you mentioned something, Luke, before about people moving, you know, cross country or moving somewhere else and, you know, uh, they don't have any plan. And sometimes you need to do that. When Brian and I moved from uh, America to Israel, we would always say, you know, we moved there on what we called stupid faith. I mean, in the sense of we weren't being stupid. We were just like, oh, God, you said it. Okay. But it was so confirmed by him. I mean, we took off in the plane. Uh, we didn't even know where we were living when we took off until we landed. But I knew that 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 this is what God had told us to do. So I, I didn't fear walking into the unknown because just like, you know, when Abraham was told to get up and go and he said, I will take you to a place that you don't, you know, I will show you basically on the journey. So sometimes we have to just get going even when we, all the details haven't worked themselves out. But a lot of times details can help to be a part of the confirmation process for us. Mm. And one of the things that we always say to people is if you're given a word, especially if you're at a conference or at a service and somebody comes up and gives you a thus say the Lord, it better be confirmation. The Lord better confirm it with you. I just wrote that down, Jenny. Did you? I love it. It shared mine right there. <laughs> it better be with confirmation because if somebody says something to you, you go, oh, really? If it's new and novel to you, that person's probably off, perhaps, in what they've said. Or maybe it's for a later time. You know, not every word of prophecy is from God. So we're supposed to test the spirits. Things need to come, in, you know, and you probably wrote this down, Carolyn, you know, by compromise, by the word of two or three witnesses, a thing is established. So in the same way, you know, like, like Luke was saying, like, if you don't really, if you just got a whim and you just took off and went to some city, there's not, this probably wasn't the Holy Spirit. Um, and so being able to tap into that side um, of just confirmation, um, sometimes you don't have that. I mean, for me, I've operated in a prophetic gift since I was young. Um, and that's also a very hard thing, knowing you're hearing the Holy Spirit. And I had an experience once where I was speaking at a conference in Canada and there was such a move of God. I mean, I can't explain it to you guys. It was something unlike I've ever been in. And y'all know I've, I've traveled with yeah. some big ministers and been in big services, but this was unlike anything I'd ever experienced. This one woman came forward and she said, uh, she came forward for, and she was probably like maybe, um, I don't know, late seventies. And I went to pray for her and I heard this word in my spirit. I heard puppies. And I remember going, and I was, we were so tapped in, man. Every single person I prayed over, there was a prophetic word, boom, boom, boom. But I heard, I got to this lady and I heard puppies. And I'm thinking, I'm not saying puppies. There is no way I'm saying puppies to this woman. This makes no sense. And I was determined I wasn't going to say this. And I heard it again. And I'm like, oh, the Lord wants to use you with sweetness. And I just tried to dance around this. And I'm hearing it again. And I'm thinking, God, I'm going to insult this woman. She's going to think I'm brushing her off by, oh, you're supposed to wear these puppies. And I heard so strongly in my spirit. And I knew that I knew that I knew it was God. He said, if you do not say it, I will shut this meeting down. And so long story short, you know, I started at first by going, um, God said the word dogs or animals. And I was like, no, I told you puppies. So finally I was like, I'm sorry. I just, I have to be obedient. And one of you said this earlier about obedience, Luke, I think you said about being obedient. I just said, 
I just keep hearing the word puppies and I'm so sorry, please don't be offended. She starts bawling and I'm like, I know, I know, it seems insulting. And she said, no, you don't understand. Just this week, our neighbors have this five-year-old little boy who's got cancer. He's been going through chemotherapy. He's very, very sick. He has not been outside for weeks. Just this week, I saw him in the backyard. They had just got him a puppy. And it was more joy in his spirit than I've seen in months of this child. And I wept watching him. And I said, oh, God, if you could use me in a way to unite sick children with puppies, I would be willing to go. And she said, I was waiting for you to say puppies to confirm that this is what God wanted me to do. And it was like, I just both like, God, I'm so sorry that I doubted you. You know, and here I'm trying to minister to her and I'm having my own little emotional moment and I'm, you know, a wreck, you know, but she needed that confirmation. And then I go and I tell the pastors about this. And she said, oh my gosh, the store next to our building, there was a new building. She said, they, they, it's a, it's a pet store. I mean, they, they've just been, uh, they're going to become a pet store and they have all these puppies and they're, they're fine trying to find a way that they can associate puppies with uh, sick children, but they don't know who the middle person would be to even do it. And we told them we don't have anybody. And this all happened within 24 hours. So yeah. that was the spirit of God. That was confirmation that this woman needed in her life. And so I didn't just speak to her, you know, she didn't just get my word puppies and run off on it. It was confirmation what God had already stirred in her spirit. You know, just to add to this, when I met my husband, I had three different people within three days call me. One lady called me and said, I don't know what's going on with you, but I've been up since four o'clock in the morning praying for strength for whoever this man is and praying you wouldn't run. And then I went to the YMCA to work out and the lady, my, my, the guy that I was, I'm married to now went to work out with me and the lady wrote down in a book, I just met your husband and handed it to me to put in my Bible. Wow. And then that night, my sister-in-law called me and she said, I am having dreams that this is your husband. I just met him. I'm like, what are you all doing? But it's those things of three, God does send those confirmations. But then I have to say there is other times, Jenny, that you're just being obedient. I just had this talk with my daughter, who's 11 years old, by the way. But you know what? I'm going to go ahead and train him up. But we were talking. I said, you know, sweetie, it's all about obedience. And it's not always going to be about your comfort. It's not always going to be about what feels good to you. It may not even be the way you think it's supposed to go. You know, we get these ideas of how life is supposed to go. And when it doesn't go that way, we're like, where did I miss you, God? How could you be leading me out here in the wilderness? I, I can't even imagine what Moses and them must have felt like, especially since it happened twice to Moses. He must have been saying, really, God? <laughs> yeah. Really? Where, you know? But I think it's back to that thing that I was talking with my daughter about this morning. I'm like, you've just got to learn that it's about obedience, even when it doesn't feel good. You know, we've talked about the season of coronavirus and we've talked about, okay, so now we're coming out of it and we've gone through our Sabbath. And I think a lot of people are searching for maybe what's next. Have they become deeper, stronger, faithful Christians? Do, and what is the call for them to do next? And so to that, to that end, uh, Luke, I know you had, you know, a story in your life of how God has called you know, you and how can people sort of use that as an example for, you know, what's next potentially? You know, listen, not to go on my whole boring life story, but, you know, I, <laughs> I, 
I was called to ministry at 13 at a summer camp. I had a the drummer from the band that was there from the Christian college prayed over me and told me some things about my life that no one knew. Um, and I was just concerned that he wasn't going to tell my mom because I didn't know how he found out all that stuff. Um, so I was freaking out and he was like, listen, God's calling you to ministry. And, you know, a little bit of background about me. My grandfather founded this church that I pastor at. My dad is the lead pastor. My grandfather was here. 45 years my dad's been here 35 years um you know so there's a little bit of nepotism involved um but that's okay and you know so when i when i was told that i was like no way man like i'm 13 my grandfather does that my dad does that that's not for me um and i ran from it as you know as far as i could run i ran from it um and you know fast forward to later in my life like like the ladies were just talking about you know, it's those signs that you get here and there of, you know, I think the cool part about God is that when he wants to accomplish and do something through you, even if he's got to mess your life up a little bit, he's going to get it done because he's God. And, you know, it's that whole idea of, of being obedient. It, you know, sometimes I think we think, well, I don't, I don't want anything to do with that. So I'm just going to run. And God's like, you can run, but eventually it's you're going to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to get a hold of you. And, um, you know, so that was my whole experience is I, you know, I went to college on a basketball scholarship. Basketball was my life. It was everything. And I went to college to play basketball and my sophomore year hurt my foot real bad. Couldn't play anymore. Um, and I was left with this very, very empty feeling and growing up in the church and growing up as a pastor's kid and having experiences with the Holy Spirit as a, as a child and being baptized in the Holy Spirit and all that, all the experiences that I had, I knew, you know, to trust in God, but where I was at in my life, I didn't want to. Um, but it wasn't until that a moment I was in my dorm room looking in my mirror and I literally just looked at myself and I didn't have an emotional experience. I wasn't at a church. I didn't have this worship experience. I didn't have goosebumps or anything. I just looked in the mirror and I went, you're being an idiot. And sometimes I think we need to tell ourselves that every now and then, especially when we're running from God's plan for our life. And that was my moment. I, I you know, I tell people sometimes and I'm like, it's not a really cool story because I wasn't, you know, crying on an altar. I didn't have this God moment. I mean, it was for me, but in what people would call a God moment, um, you know, I just had this realization of God called you to this a long time ago. And so I said to God, I said, listen, God, I'm going to give my life back over to you, but I have no idea what's next. Like this tomorrow, I'm going to wake up and after school, I'm not going to play basketball for the first time since I was like five years old. I was like, so I, I don't really know what to do. You need to show me. Um, and, and, and through a series of events, the assistant coach of the team that I was playing at called me and said, Hey, there's a local public school that needs a, an assistant coach. And I want you to go interview for it. Cause I like your mind and I like the way you deal with ish, with things and stuff. I want you to go interview. And I was like, I don't really like teenagers. I don't really want to talk to teenagers. And I went and I sat with this coach and he asked me, he said, listen, he's like, we're going to run the flex offense. And that means nothing to a lot of people listening, but in high school, that's the offense that we ran. And when he said that to me, I went, I can run that offense in my sleep. And he's like, you're hired. I don't even want to hire any. I don't even want to interview anybody else. He's like, you're hired. And it was through that coaching job at a public school in Missouri that this city boy from Connecticut all of a sudden starts coaching these country boys from Missouri, interacting with them, dealing with them. And I can feel God calling me and, and just 
bringing me back to this calling when I was 13 years old and telling me you need to work with young people. And I was terrified and I called my dad and I said, listen, I feel like God is calling me to do this, but I'm, I'm nervous. I'm scared. And he's just like, you just keep doing what you're doing and just keep, keep talking to God, just keep talking to him, keep asking him. Um, and through those doors opening and others closing, um, it, it led me to where I am now. And I have no doubt in my mind that that was the Holy Spirit guiding and leading and directing me and God's plan for my life just coming to fruition in a way that probably wasn't the ideal plan. If I had at 13 said, yes, I'm going to do this. I think back sometimes and think, man, what, what could my life have been? Could I have saved my friends in high school? Cause I have done, if I was obedient, like Carolyn was talking about with her daughter. So that's where I come from whenever I try talking to young adults or students or, or even, you know, members of our congregation about, their call and, and what God has called them to do. I say, you got to You got to just be obedient. And when you're obedient to it, I, I honestly think that just the floodgates could, can, can open up of blessing and all this. And listen, I, I'm blessed. I, I have a great life and, and an amazing wife and kids and family and a church. And, and I know that God has put me here for a reason, but I, there are times when I think, man, if I had just obeyed God, when he told, when he told me to, obey, if I had just, if the moment that God spoke to me, if I had said, yes, right now, I'm going to do it. If that was my burning bush moment, and I said, yeah, I'll go. What what could have been? And so I'm sure there's people watching or people listening to this. That yeah. Are there. I, yeah. I it, we, we all have that experience, you know, I, and, I, and I think that, you know, o- obedience is that is that thing that kind of links it all together is where you know, God's willing to send you where he wants you to go. It's just, you got to be obedient. We can put a delay. I mean, God's promises are yes and amen, but we can do things to delay ourselves and to detour sure. ourselves. You know, I, I, we, I believe that when you submit to him, we, we get back on the right track. You know, he's so good to get us back on the right track. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and not on your own understanding and all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your step. Also means to make your crooked places straight so he can get us back on, but we, can bring delays and I, I was like that Luke I was preaching at 19 years old at one of the biggest churches in America a place called Melody Land Christian Center I'd been given the pulpit there uh, to preach I be, it was given the position of youth pastor I started somebody who said I want to book you to start traveling and preaching and started doing that but there were things I wanted to do I, I had this desire to work and do you know as an actress and so I moved to New York and I made some bad decisions and those bad decisions brought some good things into my life still my husband and my kids but it certainly delayed things. And I have oftentimes looked back and said with a bit of remorse, um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, I think there's a lot of people that say, no, you should never feel guilt. You should never feel. But I think as a pastor, if I didn't tell people that there was a plus side to being obedient and there was a downside to being disobedient, I'm not being a good pastor. Think for about Peter. He certainly had remorse for you know denying Christ. And Jesus restored him, but I'm sure that that sat with him. And it's not to say we should walk around with guilt. It's not to say we should walk around with remorse because I needed to be healed from that. I really did need to be healed from that. And, and I am. Uh, I do stand totally, you know, I don't look back anymore, but there was a season of that. And again, I think it's important so we can say to young people, listen, God can make your crooked places straight. But wouldn't it be better if you just fully obeyed? Yeah. Wouldn't it be better? If you could stay on the right track, yeah, he can work it out. Let's talk about that if that needs to happen. We'll talk to that crowd. 
But wouldn't it be better if you just said yes, if you were just obedient? Wouldn't it be better if I got up in the middle of the night that night and listened to what the Holy Spirit had to say? So I so resonate with that. So I know that's not answering necessarily the question. Uh <laughs> no, but I think it's it's a good thing for people to hear, though. I mean, uh, on both accounts, I think, yes, obedience has its benefits. And I absolutely can see in my own life where I was absolutely not obedient and therefore it was delayed for me. Uh, and I'm so grateful that he continues. He just does. You're right, Luke. He doesn't give up. He keeps nagging. He keeps yeah. nagging uh, in the best of ways to come back to, to the path that you know you're supposed to be on. Um, so there's also hope in that. Yes, you should be obedient. Yes, you'll get the benefits of obedience. But there's also hope in the fact that he's going to keep coming at you. Yeah. And you can, you can say yes and, and turn it around mm -hmm. at any point. Yeah. Uh, I love Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, that says, You are God's workmanship, which in the Greek is poema, which means, I mean, look at that. You're his poem. That mm. you were created in Christ Jesus for good works that you should walk in them. And I think when we can remember that, that really helped me so much to recognize I don't have to beg God for his path or his plan for my life. Oh, God, would you have a plan for me? Do you have a purpose? Can you use me? You are, if you're here, you are his workmanship. You were created for good works. You were created for a work that you're supposed to walk in it. So, yes, as soon as you say yes, he wants to get you on that path. I think so often we think that he's off, you know, hiding. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll put you on that path. He's just waiting for us to say yes. And he wants to get us on that path because that's why we were created. If you take a deep breath and you can breathe, then you're you have a purpose that you're supposed to be fulfilling, and all you have to do is say yes to it. My 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 spirit right now just feels like there is people that are watching today who needed to hear this truth, who are just going through some challenging times in their life right now. And I just hope that they've heard every one of us tell you that God is real yeah. and He loves you, and He's just waiting for you to just get quiet and just uh, trust him. Lean not onto your own understanding. It's so funny that you quoted that scripture because all week that's been my scripture is trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. And I love that scripture because it's so easy for me. I'm a doer. I'm sort of an A personality. I've got it. I'll take care of it. It's me. Don't worry. Yeah. But he said, lean not to your own understanding. It's okay. not in the way that I think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm believing God for suddenlies and I'm believing God for suddenlies for people who are watching today. And I, I Jenny, and I, I hope that people who are watching feel led that if they need prayer or they need people that they know that they can contact us and just know that we will pray. We would love to just join with them um, just to stand with them in whatever they're going through to know that uh, God is real and he's not going to leave you or forsake you. So well, thank you, Luke, for joining us today. And thank you for your, sharing your experiences and sharing your Holy Spirit wisdom today. Uh, I, I share Carolyn's sentiments in saying that I truly believe that this discussion was anointed in a whole other way that I didn't even necessarily expect us to go in. And I think our conversation about uh, obedience and perseverance in the spirit takes us perfectly in to our next guest, Eddie, and the discussion on the journey to his album that is coming out shortly. So we'll welcome back Eddie Griego to our program. Welcome, Eddie, back. Oh, hi. It's great to Thank be back you with you guys. Thank for kicking us off with some praise today. 
Yeah, it was, uh, it's, it's really great. I'm really excited to be with you. So tell us the story of this album. It has, it's, it's, been a, it's, it's, it's been a labor of love, but it also has been a lifetime project. It is, uh, it's my first project, but you know, it, it, sometimes we encounter life and sometimes we encounter things that just unforeseen stuff. Um, I tried to record this uh, project 10 years ago, almost 12 years ago. And the timing wasn't right. My heart wasn't ready. My, um, you know, just just everything in my life was, there was still th something that God needed to do. So fast forward 12 years, God gives me another opportunity to be able to do this again. And it really, it comes at the right time, in the right perspective, with the right focus. And so I'm really excited about what God has done. I've been able to write a couple of the songs on this album on Jenny's piano, nonetheless. And um, <laughs> it is, yes, uh, it's, it's something that has really been um, so therapeutic for my life. I, I have sat here and listened to what everyone has been saying about the Holy Spirit and how he speaks and how he moves and what his nature is and what his character is. And the same really rings true for me. I heard so many cues from your lives that have really mimicked some of the cues and the things that have happened in my life. So it's been something that uh, that has taken a process, but God's timing is always perfect. And I'm really excited about it. I, I want to ask you how the Holy Spirit has moved in your life. I think that's appropriate after today's discussion. In a time where I felt there were so many issues in my life and so many things that, you know, probably would disqualify me from ever being used by the Lord, the Lord really had a way, the Holy Spirit had a way of ministering to those places in my life and really creating the space within inside of my heart, creating the space within inside of my spirit, creating the space in my life to uh, to once again qualify me for the work or to to make that space available so that he could pour into that place. And so um, I've been writing songs since I was a kid. I've worked with many, many uh, artists over the years. And uh, I remember thinking at times, you know, Lord, when is it, when is it going to happen for me? Or when is it going to be my time? And, you know, we always have that idea sometimes when we're, when we're artists, like, okay, well, when is it my turn? But the Lord is all, he never forgets about us. And that's the beauty of the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is always that guide walking alongside of us. And so I'm experiencing that in my life right now. And I really, 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 uh, I, I covet and I enjoy the Holy Spirit's relationship with me through that process. Yeah. I just love that you just sat, you allowed the Holy Spirit to really speak through you in mm. this album and that you wanted it to be spirit led. And I think you're at the right season of your life right now to release yeah. this album. And yeah. uh, go ahead. No, that that's that's really true. You know, um, when when we when rely when we rely on God's timing and we rely on God's process, then uh, so many other things just have a way of falling into place. And I just really hope that what God has put inside of me can minister to you and to everybody else that is watching out here. You know, the, um, one of the, the songs that I'm going to sing next talks about something that is uh, really close to my life. I battled the spirit of fear for so long, fear of, of whether I was adequate or not, whether I, I was qualified or not, fear of, you know, what the process was going to be. But God has helped me overcome those things. And now it's it's uh, uh, he's taken away that spirit of fear and he's given me a spirit of boldness and to just really be able to use uh, with my music to 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 really minister to the body. So that's the that's the uh, focus now. That's the gear I'm in. 
and I'm excited about what God is doing. Good stuff. And you described this probably as a gospel album, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, it's it's Love pretty churchy. It's it's fun. <laughs> we we I get to move around a lot and uh uh it's it's uh it's come out to be uh quite a quite a great project. Well, Eddie, we are so excited to hear you sing again. It was anointed the first time. I know it'll be anointed again. So will you sing for us again? And I sure hope you're singing my favorite, He Shall Reign. Not a worry what will come or what will be. Our Father will come to reign forever. Not a fear, not a worry. My heart longs to see our Father come to shall ever reign forever always he shall ever reign and all his ways are true he shall ever reign forever always he shall ever reign Show. 